1: Bob Dylan, it's the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the and Rob Kelly, and this week to talk about "Covenant Woman," a beautiful song from Bob's 1980 album "Saved," is our pal John Glenn. John, welcome back to the show.
0: It's always good to be back, Rob. <laughs>
1: uh, now, before we get started on the song, I have to congratulate you because with this appearance, you are officially our first five Timers Club member. <laughs>
0: i thank you very much i i i don't think i'll ever turn down an invitation to talk about a bob dylan song on, on pod dylan
1: thank you very much and so, Yeah, And <laughs> the uh the gift card from victoria's secret will be in the mail to you which is what you get when you make five <laughs> chalk up five appearances here on the show so uh yeah no i'm very excited to talk about this one because i love this song um, do you yes i do yeah. I do very much uh we need to give it a little bit of context uh and why we'll do that and that uh, this is like as I said. This appeared on the 1980 album "Saved," which is the second of Bob's "quote unquote" uh, religious trilogy, if you want to call it that. Uh, yeah. He had gone on the road. Uh, we've mentioned this in previous episodes. We were talking about the the, the more uh, religious songs. He had hit, gone on the road to promote "Slow Train Coming," and he decided only to do religious songs. And of course, he realized that he did not have enough songs to fill out a whole concert. So he had written a whole album's worth of other songs, and plus he worked in some covers and worked in uh, some songs by the backup band, by the backup singers, and so that way he could sort of pad it out to a whole concert. And so a lot of these songs were already, had been performed live by the time he got to recording them on save, so he sort of did it backwards. I mean, a lot of musicians, of course, record the new album, then hit the road To promote that album, this is the reverse of that. This is he had done all the songs and then went into the studio to put them down on vinyl, and it was a very mixed reaction. A lot of people have said that the album is tired, and that the album versions don't match up to the live versions. We'll talk about that when we when we get there. Uh, But you know, for many years, these are the only versions of these songs I had as context. Uh, yeah. So I I I wasn't able to say oh this version isn't as good this this song Covenant Woman is probably my favorite one off of this album it's a beautiful song so why did you want to talk about it John
0: that and that's that's the main reason it it, it is also my favorite song on Saved and you know as a Dylan fan sometimes you know I like thinking about the actual individual song but I also and I think you do this too is that. You kind of the placement of the songs, either in Dylan's like whole life arc or in the or in the album, is just very interesting. Once you like really delve into it, and like you said, this is kind of um, this is uh, this is saved is a very born again Christian rock album. Like Slow Train Coming, the album before that, because of I think Mark Knopfler and the Dire Straits kind of sound, it it it's very listenable. And uh but Saved the next album, which came out just I I think it might have even been less than a year. Um, it it this is this is really Christian rock. And <laughs> y- this is not something that you can just sit back and like really listen to. You know, it's not it's not a Christmas album. This is like no. really talking about religion. And the album cover is this really like to think that Bob Dylan put out this album cover of this finger from heaven, touching all these like <laughs> hands, uh, reaching up to the sky. And, uh, it, it's, it's, it, and unlike slow train coming, this is, um, this is like, he's a full believer now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like you said, like, it, it's really remarkable, like as far as his tours, his, his shows, I mean, he was, you know, in 1978, he was, when he was doing the street legal tour, he was breaking out all different songs, but he like flipped the switch he, he, he didn't do any of those songs for about a year. And like you said, he had to come up with an entire catalog of new songs to embrace this born-again Christianity. And he, he was on fire again. It's almost like his second res- renaissance, like if you compare it with the early 60s or the mid-60s. He wrote an enormous amount of songs in less than a year or maybe like a year and a half. And Covenant Woman, I think, is one of the best ones.
1: Yeah, it's a really, really very beautiful song. You mentioned the album cover. I did want to mention that, too, is that, yeah, the original album cover is this painting, and it's a really pretty ugly painting, uh, of this hand coming down and apparently anointing some people to be saved, And, and apparently at the time it was considered pretty offensive, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean I think you have to be kind of a tight ass to get offended by this painting. I mean it's it's clearly <laughs> representing a certain thing, but whatever. But anyway, yeah. it's the only Bob Dylan album cover to ever be replaced midway stream. Uh that album oh, when it, that? Yeah, when it came to uh, cassette and then went to DVD at uh, DVD, I'm sorry, CD, uh, it is replaced. And in fact, if you go to Bob Dylan.com and you look up the saved album, it shows you the replacement cover, which is an even uglier painting. Uh, it's a, it's a sort of like, uh, ver- version of Bob performing live and it's just, but ugly. It's just, it's yeah. worse than the original painting and saved is a unique album in that. Uh, according to a couple of uh, very knowledgeable Dylan writers, Clinton Halen is one of the guys. He's written a lot of books on Dylan. He, yeah. reg- he regards this album as sort of a turning point in, in the man's career because this was the first album that was kind of just dismissed. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was given negative reviews. It was just ignored. And that was new. That was a new thing for Bob Dylan, because up until this point, every single one of his albums had been regarded with, you know, this is a big deal that there's a new Dylan album, even when it was not well received, like self portrait or street legal. It was still an event that you had a new Dylan album. And this one, people just went, oh, more religious stuff. Nah. And just forgot about it. And that's why I think to this day, this album tends to rank, you know, in these lists you see of like, you know, the 40 Dylan albums. This one's always near the bottom. And I think it's because a lot of people haven't listened to it
0: because there's
1: a lot of great stuff here.
0: There really is. Uh, I think that there's – from what I remember reading about it is that the studio really kind of like didn't make a big deal about this. When Bob Dylan turned in another uh, Born Again album, especially with this content. Uh, they they really didn't do a great job of pub, like uh, publicizing it and making a big deal about it. So Which think, is
1: odd considering how yeah. well Slow Chain Coming sold. That would, that album sold a lot of copies. So you would think that they would say, Well that okay, more um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would would have been happy to have more, you know, traditional Dylan stuff, but it wasn't like Slow Chain Coming was a bomb.
0: Now Rob, have you ever thought about this? Like I know like you know, the Born Again Christian era gets a lot of press, but it was really only three albums, you know, out of a lot of albums. And Saved is really the ultimate Born Again Christian album. But the and I kinda and I I'm like you, I like it. I like the music. I like the band. I think it's a rocking band. They deliver the goods. I mean it's kind of angry music, but they play it very well. The backup singers get a little bit annoying, not on Covenant Woman. But have you ever put yourself into the shoes of a Dylan fan in seventy nine or eighty, going to like a concert? And I don't know if I, I don't know if I, if I was in the moment, if I would have appreciated it like I can appreciate it now. I think I'd be mad. I think I'd be one of those guys coming out of this, coming out of the theater and just saying, "What was that?"
1: You know? Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, you know, obviously, I, I came to Dylan in the late. 80s, early 90s, and so this was just a period that he went through, like all the other periods, like country Bob and yeah. you know folk Bob and polka dot shirt Bob, and so I just regarded it as okay. This is just another era. Yeah, I can't imagine. But with
0: retrospect, like yeah. I mean, knowing that it ended, not right, you saw after. that it ended. Now maybe in yeah.
1: 1979, it would have been pretty shaky And I think the thing that probably set most people off, and probably would have set me off, is not so much the music, is that apparently he spent a lot of time preaching in between songs and there's there's some you know to be fair uh as much as i love the guy there is some stuff where he was saying some kind of weirdly ugly conservative things about like you know he referred to uh um, derogate. He yeah. referred to San Francisco as something like a haven for homosexuals at some point in sort of a derogatory term, which is like, right? What the hell is that about, Bob? And, if, and I,
0: even more you know, ironic is he started the Born Again Christian era at the Warfield Theater in San Francisco right. for like a week run, so right. he was right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that that's that's the stuff that I would have. Probably been like, wait a minute, wait, shut up yeah. and sing. And the, the music, I still think the music is is gorgeous. And we yeah. <laughs> we've been talking for ten we minutes, haven't we haven't gotten to Covenant Woman it. yet. But I mean, yeah. you know, it's the I, and that's why I can enjoy this music because the, I can sort of transpose my own experiences to it. I mean, Covenant Woman is a song about a woman that he's deeply in love with, who yeah. he has connected with through the love of Christ. I mean, it, it is this is a triumvirate, this relationship. This is the man, the woman, and the love of, of Christ. And part of the idea, apparently, is that he wrote it for, I think, Helena Springs, which was one of his backup singers at the time. Bob liked to work through his backup singers, like a hot knife through butter. And yeah. uh, and apparently by the time he got to record Covenant Woman for the album, he had since broken up with Helena Springs. And oh, that really? is Yeah, and that is why some people say that the album version – is very mild compared to the live version because people are saying, well, maybe you know he didn't connect to the song anymore because the relationship has ended. Again, I can only go by what I'm hearing here, and I love this version. I mean, this song—it uh, runs six minutes. Uh, it talks about you know a guy. He mentions I've been broken, shattered like an empty cup. It, to me, I love it, that line. It features one of I would say the greatest lines the man has ever written, and that's you know. I really mean that, and the the line I'm 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 thinking about is, I'm just waiting on the Lord to rebuild and fill me up, which is the second part of that empty cup line. But then he gets to, and I know that He will do it because He's faithful and He's true. He must have loved me oh so, so much to send me someone as fine as you.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: me saying it doesn't do it justice, but when you hear it sung, to me that is one of the most head turning lines you are ever going to say to somebody.
0: It's such an it's it is. Uh, you know unlike other bob dylan love songs like even like even the last show when you did love Mind to zero which is just gushing about this this girl he he's telling he's talking about love in a real straightforward way and it sounds more honest there's no like backhanded uh, sarcasm there's no like inside jokes that line that whole verse i i love that image of a person that's broken shattered like an empty cup and then He's waiting for the Lord to fill him up. And then, like you said, this line, he must have loved me so much to send someone as fine as you. This idea that um, that that these two lovers are like puppets on a string, you know, mm-hmm. that there's a third person in, in the relationship that's bringing them together. And I imagine saying that to somebody like, uh, you know, like this is made to be and it makes me more grateful to this God that he believes in, because he this god was listening to his prayers to send him a woman and he got and i got you and, and and i wish all the religious songs were like this and later on too in the last verse when he's saying a uh, covenant woman intimate little girl who knows those most secret things of me that are hidden from the world and that's another beautiful line in a love song and um is this is this is definitely one of my top 3 just straight ahead, Bob Dylan loves songs. he is so in love with this woman
1: yeah, yeah. it's uh, it really said it's it's the anyone that you would say any of those things to in the song that is you know you' just like you're gonna really hit him between the eyes with the 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 power yeah. of that imagery and the directness of it. And he said it really is quite beautiful. And said for all the other songs that are finger-pointing songs, and he's angry, and he's talking about the doom of the world. I mean, Slow Train Coming has yeah. a lot of that stuff about the end of the world and all these, you know, places in flames and whatever. This is just very, very straightforward and, and talking to this woman. And you know, it's again, it's a very intimate conversation to have with someone, and then to share that with a listening audience. Right. Uh, that's a very powerful thing.
0: And and. Unlike other of the songs on Saved, you know, when he's talking about his Christianity and his religion, you know, it's, it involves a lot of like wickedness and greed and judgment and like uh, there's a lot of um, unworthiness, like I'm not worthy to to be on this planet. Or then there's a lot of like violent images, like blood of the lamb and these swift swords that are going to cut down the people that are in the way of the religious and. And then in the middle is this gorgeous, like languid, pure love song, and uh, it, it makes a big difference on the album.
1: That's interesting. You know? to use the word languid. That is a good word for it because it is. It's very measured. It's. It's. I mean, this yeah. this song clocks in at a little over six minutes, and it yeah. really takes its time. You know, I mean, it's got yeah. the refrain, and it's. It is. It's got a very sort of slow, measured pace. It's not. A lot of the songs on Saved are rocked up. Like, they're solid rock and Saved, which are ridiculously yeah. fast. I mean, they're <laughs> right. like, you know, they're almost like a like a punk beat, you know. Uh, but this is right. very slow and stately, and it, it really kind of slows the album down in a nice way. I think this is like, tra- I think this is like track three or four on side one. So it really kind of... After after kind of a really sped up intro, it, it just brings everything down a little, and it has a to me it has a really late night smoky feel. It feels like something that you could picture Bob strumming late at night in a hotel room to somebody, you know, in a very quiet intimate way.
0: Well, it's funny because I was I was re listening to the song a lot the last couple of days since we agreed on it, and you're right, like it's got this like sultry late night smoky cafe ballad, and and. Again, like not, not like the other songs on the album, you know, because the band is rocking. I mean, I don't know if this band. I know the keyboardist was Spooner something. Yes, Spooner and, Oldham, uh, <laughs> great name. Spooner Man. Oldham. So I don't know if their background was in the like gospel or southern, you know, Christian, southern church rock, mm-hmm. but they really deliver the goods and they are on fire. I think it's one of the best bands he ever played for. Like I said, the the backup singers, even though his his new wife is kind of gets on my nerves every now and then, but not <laughs> this song. This song is really just the organ, the piano, the the guitar. I don't think they he uses the backup singers at all. So you're right. It's almost like he is singing it to the backup singer that he that he just married. Because like, take a break. I'm going to sing this to you on stage. Did he yeah. marry
1: her? I don't. Did he marry her? I didn't know that. Oh uh, oh uh. I know he married one of his backup singers. I don't know if he'd marry – you never know with him. I mean he managed to keep one of his marriages secret for many. He, he, heck, he has that child that nobody knew about.
0: I think or, that's the one from this. Was it, as, Did he marry Helena or Claudia King? I, I think, don't know. I, I think,
1: yeah, one of them. Yeah. it's uh, You know, it's we're getting off topic a little bit. I love the fact topic. that like he, he had that daughter in 1985 or 86. He had a daughter that nobody knew – I mean he knew about it. None of us knew about it. None of the press knew about it. And like it got revealed – about five years ago, that it was like, "Oh, did you all know Bob Dylan has a daughter that's 15?" And people were like, "What?" And then if you go back and look at the liner notes to "Knocked Out Loaded," which was about when she was born, her name is in the liner notes. So oh, you're so- like, "So you're like, there it is, right there in plain sight." And Bob just, you know, nobody knew about it. It's like for for a guy so much in the public eye, it's sort of amazing he can keep. Parts of his life so hidden, which is good for him. I mean, it's not anybody's yeah. damn business. I mean, it really is. It's it's the work that people should be paying attention to, not his, not his personal life.
0: But uh, but it gets Well, the same you time. say that on his Born Again Christian album. I mean, he could have kept that a secret, you know. Right. But, See, I was about to say, know, there so. you go. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. sharing
1: these very personal things. So I guess that sort of invites the sort of, you know, I mean, when he writes a song this powerful, you, right. you, you can only naturally, like, who's he talking about? You know, I mean, you, yeah. how can you not think that? Because it is a... Now, uh, this is a song that Bob only played 57 times.
0: 57 uh, times. Played but
1: it from 1979 through 1981, and then it was just, that's it, gone forever.
0: Gone forever. Yeah, he played this 57 times, and he didn't continue it past the the next tour. Although some songs from Save made it to the next tour, like uh, In the Garden, and I think... Uh, maybe solid as a rock and some of the slow train songs, but some of the other songs um, I was actually there the first time he played satisfied mind temple university, 11, nine, 1999. <laughs> I uh, tried to forget that fact, but I remember I just it burned in my memory. And then didn't he bring saving grace back for a couple more recent.
1: He has. Oh, yeah. Geez. Once in a while plucked out, apparently from what I've read that like those are uh, as a favor to the band. Like oh, okay. One of the guys in the band will say, hey, Bob, can we rehearse, yeah. you know, Trouble in Mind yeah. or something? And he's like, all right. And so every so often he'll <laughs> try. I mean, he, he's pulled out every grain of sand every so often. So, yeah, he, yeah. you know, he, he knows they're in there. He knows they're, he can always whip them out if he wants to. And Lord, a couple of years I ago, could... there was that, uh, that cover album of, of all of his Christian songs, right. which he himself participated in. So. You know, it's not like it's, it's, he's ashamed of it or anything. It's just, you
0: know. It's just, well, I would love for him to bring back this song. It yeah. needs more of an audience. And I would also love, while we're on the topic of, it does feel like, to me, I, you know, as someone who has no say in anything, it does feel <laughs> like uh, he does avoid this. Um, I, when, when the Chronicles came out, I was dying for a chapter about this error. Um, when the Bootleg series started, like, really cranking out titles, I feel like they're avoiding this, they have avoided uh, this, this
1: period almost entirely yeah
0: and he was so productive like you said like he had to come up with a whole batch of songs and some of them are really good some of them are are great and uh i i, I think they he does avoid that and i i'm dying to know in his own words or just through like uh studio outtakes what it was like for him at this time
1: Yeah, I would love to have decent versions of some of the songs that he, like, never even made it onto an album that he played at these concerts. He did a, there's a song called Ain't No Man Righteous, No Not One, which is, if you ever heard that in concert, it's great.
0: It's a great. What about No Cover Down Breakthrough? Cover Down Breakthrough,
1: that's another great one. Yeah, and these are songs that you can only basically hear in bootleg form.
0: Thief on the cross. I think he only played that. Thief on the cross. There. Yeah, It's a great song.
1: There's another but, one. There's another one. Oh shoot! Now I'm blanking. Um, uh, oh dang it! I can't remember the name of it. But there's another one that sounds a lot like uh, a Rolling Stones song that he personally nixed for the Bootleg Series Volume One. I remember reading absolutely. that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm. I should pause this show and go and look it up, but I can't remember what it is. But it's, it's a great, great song, and apparently everyone loves it. And it's great. The, the bootleg version I have is tremendous. But uh, And it made it to – originally the bootleg series was supposed to be four discs. oh, And then they were going to trim it to three because they were like, oh, maybe this is too much. And so they had to start cutting songs, and apparently that song was still shortlisted for the three-disc version. And Dylan himself personally said, nope, nope, take it out.
0: That's what I mean. I have the feeling, and it's so when now that you re-listen to Saved, and um, he was so fervent. He was such a true believer. It sounds like yeah. that it's it's remarkable that he he doesn't talk about it very often, or reference it, or even ask his you know his people to like go back and, and give it some credit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yonder Comes Sin. The name of it just yeah. popped out of my head. That's, okay. If you can ever find that or if you don't have it, I will send it to you because it is great. <laughs> it's a great okay. rocking tune and you're like, wow, he just left us behind. So, Yeah, Covenant Woman is – I would love to hear other versions. There is a live version available on YouTube. That you can oh. hear from 1979, it's okay. I don't think it's. I don't. Right. I don't find that it burns with passion any brighter than the version on the album. But maybe there's other ones that people have heard that are they really, really love it. But anyway, the version unsaved is still is still great. It, it's my again. As I said, it's my favorite track on the album. Uh, it it remains to me one of the man's great love songs, and that's saying something. So it's it's a really, really just great, beautiful song.
0: And and the ending too, when he starts, uh, you know, this whole idea of like a covenant. Um, I'm not a religious person, but I went to Hebrew school and the covenant was the promise that God made to Abraham that, you know, the Jews are going to go through a lot of struggles. They're going to go through years of strife, but I promise that you'll be, that you'll survive. And so at the end of the song, he kind of, he uses, what does he say? We, I know that we're just strangers
1: in a land we're passing through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he says, I'll always be right by your side. I've got a covenant too. He's like, you know, we're exchanging promises that we're yeah. gonna be together. Uh, for all of his like avant-garde, like beat poetry and the stream of consciousness stuff that he did in the '60s, I, he he really like lays himself bare here. It's it's in in this song and in most of Saved, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I said it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tune. So uh I think that's gonna do it for Covenant Woman. We we, we talked I mean, about it for a while. Is there anything else you wanna say about it?
0: No, no. I it's just you know, I really I, thanks to this thanks to this show, I, I went back and really listened to like the 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 Born Again Error. And you know, I, I guess I realized like a long time ago as a Dylan fan, I crossed this line where <laughs> I don't I don't even think of it like in terms of is this good or bad? It's you know even when a new album comes out, minus those so Sinatra albums, you know, <laughs> like, oh have you you know what do you think of the new Dylan album? Is it a good album or a bad album? I, I'm like I just want to hear what the guy has to say. Yep. You know I, I I'm gonna listen to it no matter what, uh, and there are certain like movie directors like that too. Yep. And I don't even look at it in terms of good or bad. If he's saying something, I want to hear what he says, and so the religious imagery just. You know, I've tried to turn some friends on to Saved or Slow Jane Coming, and they're like, they can't get past it. And for me, I I don't even notice. I I barely notice it. It's – oh, I notice it, but it doesn't doesn't affect whether I like it or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another song, uh, which we'll get to at some point, that's a religious song, that is one of my favorite things he's ever done, and I just – i remove removed the religious part and, and put the message onto my own life, and it works just fine, which is one of the great yeah. things about the man's art is that it works. It doesn't. You don't have to be a fundamentalist Christian, thank goodness, because I'm never going to be that, <laughs> yeah. uh, to, 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 to appreciate this music. And so, uh like I said, that's one of the beautiful things about, about Saved, about Shot of Love, about Solution, yeah. Solution Coming and, in and all the end, other stuff.
0: And in the end, when you think about I, – sometimes I think about Bob Dylan as like I, I can't believe my life has – um chris like not, not that we've ever met or anything, but like I've lived <laughs> on this planet at the same time as Bob Dylan, right. which I can't say for like you know Beethoven or other right. people who have really changed things, but what you get with Bob Dylan is you get a whole life i mean he's you know he started recording when he was like nineteen years old,
1: something like that
0: you get a whole life in song, and people in normal life they get at a certain point, some people get more religious and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it passes and in a very mythological kind of aspect of a of a musician or an artist you know bob dylan kind of puts himself above everyone else and says this is i'm going to give you a whole life and so when i die you're going to have a young man's music you're going to have a, a married man's music and then like like most people in the world at a certain point i'm going to get some religion mm-hmm. and when you The more I look at it like that, the more I I wouldn't trade this that born again for anything. He he was really, it's all part of like his life.
1: Yeah, no matter what he's going through, he's able to filter his experiences into great art no matter what it is. And you can, you know, whether it's something where it's Ronaldo and Clara, where a lot of people just kind of shrug (laughs) their shoulders and leave it behind or whatever, but he always gives it his all. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he really doesn't half-ass it. And when he does half-ass it, you kind of know, you know, and luckily periods don't last too long. And then he comes up and these, these whole, these records, for whatever you want to say about them, they are not half-assed. I mean, he is, he's doing it. Yeah, he's all in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. right. Well, that's going to do it for Covenant Woman. As always, if you want to find the show on Twitter, it's at pod underscore Dylan, and you can find the show over on our network, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com. John, thank you once again. I always enjoy this. I always look forward to talking to you, and congratulations on the Five Timers Club. Like I said, you get the Victoria's Secret gift card. I can't afford a free Cadillac, which is the other thing Bob's promoted over the years, but. uh, I want
0: a badge, I want stripes.
1: Uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. So, yeah. All right. Thanks again, man, and I look forward okay. to having you on again. And thanks everybody for listening. And until the next uh, next episode, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.